Hello, and welcome to the podcast, This Thing Called Grief, Navigating Life After Loss. I'm your host, Lori Peters. For each episode, I bring my personal and professional experience as a veteran griever and licensed counselor to have meaningful and authentic talks about grief, loss, and life in the wake. I'll be exploring many facets of grief and not sugarcoating anything that I discover. My goal here is to create a safe space to acknowledge, share, and be inspired. I look forward to starting this journey with you. Hi, this is This Thing Called Grief, and I'm your host, Lori Peters. I'm a licensed counselor who runs a private practice in Pennsylvania to help people with grief and loss. Today's episode is on children and grief, specifically the grief that follows a loss by death. I'll be breaking this topic up into two episodes, with today's focus being on what grief looks like for a child. Next week, I'll share some helpful tips on how to help a child go through the grieving process. And when I refer to children, I'm talking about someone the age of 17 and under. Okay, let's get into this. So contrary to common belief, children do engage in grief when a loss occurs. There might be some confusion about this because children are not as advanced in their emotional and cognitive development as compared to adults. So it appears that they're not grieving, but really they are. And the process looks differently than it does for adults. And because of these differences, it's important for parents and caregivers to be open to conversations with their child, regardless of how difficult those conversations may be. This is the time to be curious with your child and keep those lines of communication open. Your child needs to know that you are there for them. A loss is difficult to handle at any age, especially as a child. So when a loss occurs, the child's reaction is largely dependent upon their age and developmental stage, their relationship with the person who died the availability of support resources, their socioeconomic status, and any past losses in their lives. It's important to know your child and their personality to determine what is typical for them versus what may not be. Just like adults, the grief process varies in children. So use the info I'm about to share as a guideline because you know your child best. So for age zero to one year old, children just don't understand what death is and their memory capability is limited as it pertains to relationships. They may know, however, that something is different or missing, but they can't express it or fully understand what that might be. So from age two to age four, They still don't understand death and they think literally. So metaphors and euphemisms about death will not work here. For example, if you tell your child that their grandfather has fallen asleep, they may think that literally, that he can wake up at any time. And since he can't do that, you may have a child who becomes fearful of sleep for fear that they too may not wake up. So just keep that in mind. 
Children at this age may ask a lot of questions as they become aware that someone is no longer around. Expect these questions to be repeated as children don't have the cognitive capacity to fully remember nor understand what death is. So expect a lot of questions and repeating, repetition of those questions. When your child comes to you with a question, keep your answers simple and clear. So um, you, know, don't, you don't need to go into a big explanation about it. Just pay attention to what the question is and just answer that question as simply and clearly as you can. However, children at this age will be able to sense the stress and emotions that you might be feeling as well as other adults that are around them in relation to this loss. Children are sponges. They do observe. They do um, you know, take notice of what's going on around them. They are watching you, so keep that in mind. Children also still in this two to four-year-old category may not have the capacity to express themselves in words. So you may see their grief expressed in other ways like behaviors or in their play or even in their art. They may draw or act out scenarios connected to a loss repeatedly as their minds try to process what has happened. I've seen this numerous times with the child clients I've had who had lost someone or something. They will, in their play, they will keep um, going over the same scenario over and over again. So pay attention to that. that. That's their way of trying to work things out, trying to make sense of the world around them. So pay attention to their play and to their drawing. If your child draws something or acts out something that you think might be related to the loss, get curious and ask them about it. Also for this age group, take notice if they start to regress developmentally, like they start wetting themselves or they suck their thumb, or maybe they want to sleep with a parent or caregiver. From ages five to 10, children begin to understand that death is permanent, that their person is not coming back. This realization may bring up a whole host of feelings. Children may feel responsible for the death. They may feel guilty about what they said or how they acted toward the deceased. For example, maybe they told their dad, I wish you would go away. And then a few weeks later, the dad dies. There can be tremendous guilt about that, although the child had nothing to do with the loss itself. Children need to be reassured that nothing they said or did led to the death. Also at this stage, children may feel angry or frustrated and start to act out. They may notice their peers engaging in activities with their parents or family members and they start to feel badly that they can't have those experiences on their own too. Some activities that come to mind right off the bat for me are the mommy and me type of tea parties or events or those daddy-daughter dances. What do you do if you don't have a dad? You might feel some sort of way about it. Try to be mindful of these kinds of activities and be aware that your child may feel some way about them.
have a discussion with them about it. Moving on to the preteen and teens, the grief process for them looks similar to adults, actually. They now understand the finality of death and can think abstractly. They may become preoccupied with death and they may ask questions related to the loss event. They may choose to share their emotions or they may choose not to. So don't be surprised if you don't hear much from your preteen or teen after a loss. Children at this stage are especially concerned about fitting in, so they may hide their grief for fear of upsetting you or because they don't want to face their emotions or because they just don't want to be known as the kid who lost their mom. So keep that in mind. Children in this age group may engage in risky behavior related to their grief, especially if they feel that they have no outlet to express themselves. Every behavior, whether it's positive or negative, is a cry for attention. In general, regardless of the child's age, it's worth it to pay attention to the behaviors shown after a loss occurs. And some behaviors to keep an eye out for include developmentally regressive behaviors, like I mentioned, wetting the bed, sucking their thumb, wanting to sleep with the light on, wanting to sleep with the parent or caregiver, not wanting to be alone, becoming upset if the lone parent, say a, a mama's died, they might get upset if the dad has to leave. Separate, separation anxiety, if you will. Another behavior to keep an eye out for is if they start having struggles with their peers at school or with teachers, especially if they've never had trouble before. Another a behavior that could be worrisome is social withdrawal. They don't want to interact with anyone. They retreat their, to their room, perhaps. Maybe they don't want to go outside and play like they had before the loss. Another sign to keep an eye out for is how they're doing in school. Are their grades dropping? Are they failing classes? And also related to school, are they skipping school? Are they being late? Are they skipping school? Truancy is a sign to look out for. Some other signs include not having any motivation, even for things they like, or not wanting to eat or sleep, or wanting to eat and sleep all the time. Obsessing about certain aspects of the loss is another sign, another behavior to, to keep tabs on. And finally, negative self-talk or having a negative view of the world in general. If you can imagine a loss through a child's eyes, their world has collapsed. It's fallen apart. What can they trust anymore? What can they rely upon? Their mom or dad has died. Their sibling has died. Whoever it is, that person isn't there and they might feel unsafe. They might feel like they can't trust the world. You know, something unexpected happened to me and I don't know how to handle it. So that could lead to a negative view of themselves and of the world in general. If your child exhibits these behaviors or any others that appear to you to be troublesome, it is worth having a talk with them. Maybe they want to talk to you, but they don't know how to broach the subject. Maybe they're waiting to see how you feel about what happened. Start that conversation. 
You may want to have your child be seen by a mental health professional. There are plenty of therapists out there who specialize in seeing children, specifically children who are grieving, or you can have them join a support group for children who are grieving. I used to volunteer for an organization here in my area um, that specifically catered to grieving children and their families. It's an excellent program. Um, there are many resources out there, and I will post a few of them in the show notes. What I've shared here is but a small piece of what grief can look like for a child. As I said at the very beginning, each child is different, so their grief process will look different too. This is a time for immense patience, understanding, and compassion for that child. In part two of the series, I'll talk more about what you can do to help a child who is grieving. So be sure to hit the follow or subscribe button so you don't miss that episode. Until next time, be patient with yourself. Be patient with your child if you have a child who's grieving as you both go through your day. Take care.